If you're an entrepreneur with a website that's basically an abandoned store, I talked to Timeless SEO Secrets author Ty Belknap about how you can get your website doing what it's actually supposed to be doing. Have a listen. Welcome to Reinventing Perspectives. Today we have an amazing guest. Ty, please, you know, tell us who you are and what you're about. I'm Ty Belna. I am the CEO of Port Bell SEO, which is an online marketing and search engine optimization company. I'm so glad and honored to have you on the show today because for everyone who's got a business that they're thinking, okay, I need to move online. Okay, so everyone who's starting on online business, yeah. for everyone who's trying to figure out how do I get seen in this space, you know, everyone knows my store when I'm like drowning in online. This is the conversation for you. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. You're ahead of your time with online business and working with remote workers. Tell me, how did you become an entrepreneur? How did you get into the SEO space? I've had the entrepreneur spirit actually most of my life. Probably started when I was seven or eight years old when my parents got really mad at me because I set up my own garage sale and sold all my Hot Wheels, which of course they purchased for me. <laughs> When I was an early teenager, maybe 12 or 13, I also figured out that I could ride my bicycle to the local store, which is a couple miles away, long ways away for a 12 or 13-year-old, buy a bunch of candy, take it back to the neighborhood and resell it to all the other kids. And so I, I was doing it most of my life. But really what got me is I actually failed at several businesses when I was a younger adult, mostly because I've always had a passion for what I do. And this is actually how I got into marketing because I knew very little about marketing and I knew very little about the back end part of doing business, you know, all the books and all the financials and all that other stuff. I became a network engineer working at companies like Compaq. Microsoft, places like that. I actually worked for Microsoft twice. I didn't learn the first time I was there. Nothing against Microsoft. They're, they're a great company, but it just wasn't my kind of thing. And so the second time I was there, I decided to quit and do my own thing. And, but again, I still hadn't learned anything about business or anything about marketing. And so my very first year, I did a web design business. And my very first year, I made almost to the dollar 10% of what I made my last year at Microsoft. <laughs> big eye-opener. Mm. And I realized that I had two choices. Either just stop trying to be an entrepreneur, go to work for other people, which I've never liked doing, or break down and start learning the things that I didn't know. And the biggest thing I didn't know was marketing. And that's actually how I got into search engine optimization. That was in 2002. SEO wasn't even a word back then. But I knew that I had a website with great information. I knew that I could build websites for other clients. I had to learn how to get that in front of them. Yahoo was big at that time. Google was just coming out, just starting to take over Yahoo at that time. So it was a time of great change and a time of great learning. The surprising thing, though, is the learning really hasn't slowed down since then. It's a definitely an industry mm -hmm. that changes all the time. I can imagine your parents being, were they entrepreneurs too, or were they frustrated that you keep selling everything? <laughs> <laughs> they, they were actually entrepreneurs too. They got more into the multi-level marketing kinds of things. I think they were in Amway for a while and, and tried things like that. My father had a regular job as well, but I, I think he had that spirit because he was always trying to do things like that. You actually have seen the change of search engine optimization over such a long time. I, I can imagine what that is like because there's so much change in that space. For our listeners who are 
early entrepreneurs. You know, they probably have heard of SEO and it's this big thing out there. They're not really sure what it is, but they know they should know what it is. Can you just give us what is SEO and is it something that someone can learn for themselves? Should they try to learn for themselves or? I think anybody can learn it from themselves. Every web page is really built on what's called HTML coding. So you get into that HTML coding and you can figure out all the little nuances, all the little things to do. It doesn't take more than 60 or 80 hours of training to get the basics down. So it's not tough. And if I really went into the details of that right now, I'd probably put your entire audience to sleep. And so I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Actually, over 70% of SEO, of search engine optimization, can be done by people on their own. It does take a little bit of training and it does take some finagling and it's definitely a trial and error kind of thing. Even as much as I know, I still do trial and error sometimes because every industry is different. I've got a much better idea after doing it for over 20 years of what to do, but there's still sometimes where I do what I think should work and it doesn't. And then I do something that I think shouldn't work and it does. But there are some basic things. In fact, if you go to my website, portbell.com, right on the top, I have a brand new program where I do a combination. I do the really techie stuff for the people's website for them. And then over a three month period of time, I train them on the things that they can do for people that don't want to try to learn how to do it completely on their own. But the number one thing, and I actually wrote a book about this too, but the number one thing is what the king of marketing on the internet is, is content. It was the king in 1995. It was the king in 2002. And it's still the king today. Writing really good quality content and writing as much of it as you can. It's a, it's a combination of both those things. If you can do that, you can get higher in the search engines than most of your competition, if you do that right. Now, when you say write a lot of content, <laughs> I know already people are cringe yeah. when they're like, oh no, not more content. <laughs> yeah, I have to write more. <laughs> How much is a lot? How much is enough? That is actually a difficult question to answer because every industry is different. I'll pick on one industry. If you think of a parking lot, I worked with a company that does that layering over the parking lot that makes it look nice and black and pretty and all that. And we were able to get them onto page one in three weeks because they literally had only three clients within a thousand mile radius or three um, competitors, I should say. (laughs) So there wasn't a lot of competition. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, one of the largest competitive keywords on the market in America, actually, no matter what time of year, but the holidays we just got through is, is the, even the biggest time of year is DUI attorney. And it's kind of sad, but it is one of the largest keywords, the most competitive keywords in America. And to get a DUI attorney under page one in a major city could take a year. And that's a year of working on it three, four times a week, every single week for that year. Now, most people mm-hmm. are somewhere in between those two. You're not going to get there in three weeks, but it probably won't take you a year either. But it all depends on how much competition you have on the internet. Now, as far as how much mm-hmm. content, really what it boils down to is the more the better. Search engines love words. In fact, the entire internet is run off words. A picture can say a thousand words. But a search engine will look at a picture and completely ignore it because it doesn't know how to interpret it. And even the same thing with videos. We're speaking stuff on videos. There's a lot more voice-to-text stuff. But the search engines still aren't using that yet because it's not good enough. It doesn't do a good enough job just yet. The day is going to come when it will. That day might be soon. But right now, it still isn't. So the written word is still king. If you think about it this way, 
the front page of your website is basically your sales page. This is where you want to tell your clients how you can solve their problem. Because you think about it, everybody that goes over the internet goes there, especially when they go to Google or Bing or something like that, they want to solve a problem. Recently, I've been getting into model trains more. So my problem is I don't want to spend that much money on model trains. <laughs> so I go to the internet and I find better prices for model trains. But what's happening when I put those keywords in is websites are popping up. So that's what you want to be able to do. You want to be able to solve that problem that people have better than anybody else does. And by saying that, it's really getting the right keywords. If you sell Nike shoes, you don't want to be on page one for Adidas because it's not going to help you. If you are a plumber, you don't want to be on page one for architecture. It's not going to help you. You want to make sure to get the right keywords. I like picking on plumbers too, because as far as I know, and I could be wrong, but they're basically there's seven different kinds of plumbers. There's residential, there's commercial, there's industrial, there's multi-level buildings, there's just you know single-level houses, there's all sorts of different kinds of plumbers, and they all do different things. Some of them only take care of the water that goes into the house. Some of them only take care of the water that goes from the house back to the street. It's it, But they're all called plumbers. And so getting those keywords done just right as part of that content is huge. I hope I answered your question. Yes, okay. <laughs> you did. And we got it in a new way. I think for entrepreneurs, just understanding how to have that website, like you said, its function is being a sales tool. Yeah. For a long time, especially for entrepreneurs like myself who are not in the SEO space, it was just like, well, you just need a website. Right. You know, it wasn't like, no, this is your sales tool. It was a lot, well, it looks pretty and I'm happy with it. And it's just there, but I'll be doing sales this way. So understanding really the importance of this. And, and not just a sales tool, things are changing a lot. I, I read something the other day, which really hit home for me. They said, teaching is the new way of selling. And so the more that you can teach your clients, it, here's here's the, the rub, because people don't want to give away their trade secrets generally. They figure, hey, if I give this away, then they don't need me. Well, the kind of people that are going to take that information and do it themselves may not be your customer anyway. But the other people, they're going to read the, all the information that you put out on your website or social media, wherever it might be. And the more you put out, the more they're going to realize how much of an expert you are. I give away probably 70 to 80% of the kind of work that I do. I have the advantage the other 30% is so technical, you'd never want to do it. <laughs> but the 70% that you can do yourself, I'm happy to give that to people simply because there's going to be some people that'll sit there and say, wow, that's great information, but I still don't want to do it myself. I still want to hire someone else to take care of it for me. And the ones that do want to do it themselves, chances are they're going to tell the people that they know about that information and maybe one of their friends will hire me. True. It is because you have the people who will Google it to death and figure it out. So if they don't get it from you, they'll get it from someone else. At least you get that brand recognition and the brand awareness. People know you're an expert, you know, you know, the people who don't care, they just want to know that you actually really do know what you're talking about and they're happy to hire you. You have that advantage. And, and you said the perfect thing. I glossed right over that. And you're absolutely right. If you don't tell somebody else about it, your competition is going to. Because anything can be found on the internet these days. People can even learn the techie nerdy stuff that I know on YouTube these days. It's still complicated to do, but it's out there. So there's there are no more secrets. That's a great takeaway. <laughs> Thanks so much for that. If you are starting a business today, because it's the beginning of the year, people are crazy about starting <laughs> businesses right now. If you are starting a business today, 
what would you focus on for your <laughs> online marketing efforts? You know, I just saw a, a statistic, which I absolutely loved. More people started their own businesses in 2020. It was two or three times as many as in 2019. So the pandemic hit and all this stuff happened. And yet more businesses were formed since the pandemic started in these past two, two, two and a half years than the five years before that. And so I love that. Um, but I'm actually going to pick on what I already said. Number one is content, write good content. It's tough to figure out exactly how much I, I touched on this a bit before, like your front page, your front page is more for people. But your main service page or your main product page, if you have a main product, I would write 3,000 words on that. No, that sounds like a book, but I would write 3,000 words about that product. Even if you have a beautiful picture about that product, then write a bunch of words describing that picture. Because remember, the search engines aren't going to see that picture. Now, people are probably going to read the first paragraph or two, and then they'll decide whether or not they're going to buy. But so the rest of the content really isn't for people. It's more for the search engines. You still want to write it well, but you want that much information because it's the search engines that are going to put more weight to your information versus somebody else's information if you have more of it and it's good quality. And thank you for that because I think really understanding the long game yeah. is very important because I think a lot of people we get so frustrated with oh nothing's happening now so let me just kind of push this aside for now and do other things but it's the kind of thing that if you ranked on the first page that would be for your business but of course you've got to be consistent over a long time to get that kind of result so that's actually a good catch 22s in google i'm going to pick on google specifically because they they're known for this they love two things they love pages that have longevity, meaning they've been around for a while. And they love pages that change. And that's both ends of the spectrum. They love pages that are changing constantly, but they love pages that have been there forever. And so trying to get that good mix between the two things is tough. And you're right. SEO is more of a long game. It takes time. On average, what you do today on your website, the search engines will catch sometime within the next two to three months, maybe even six months sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it can take some time. One thing that you can do, especially if you're just starting out, and I'm going to say that terrible word advertising. So Google ads, Facebook ads, whatever it might be, I would do Facebook over Google, although it's getting difficult. If you notice, and most people probably are noticing this, fewer and fewer people are seeing your posts on Facebook. Seems like no matter what you do, even when you boost it, fewer people are seeing it. Facebook is really tamping that down because they're realizing that if they can make you pay for it, then they get more money from it. And so you can do mm. Facebook ads, but at the same time, everyone else is realizing this too. So Facebook ads don't have the weight that they used to have. We're not getting the return on investment that we used to get. Google ads get a better return on investment, but they're so much more expensive. That's the tough part. You could spend $20, $30 a month on Facebook, and you'd be spending maybe even two to 300 on Google. That's how big the difference is. There's this little known area, because probably because it's a little bit more difficult, is YouTube ads. Right now, YouTube ads are costing less than Facebook ads. And so you can get a YouTube ad for 20 or 30 cents per person that views it, where Facebook is going to be a dollar or two. Sometimes YouTube ads are even two to three cents per person that uses it. So YouTube ads are a great resource right now. They may not be for long, but right now they are. Oh, wow. 
Wow, I didn't know that. I just think YouTube, I'm like, oh, that must be a lot of work. <laughs> creating the video is a lot of work. You gotta create it well. But at the same time, here's the thing. You wanna create it well, but you don't want it to look too professional. You make it look too professional, then people just go, oh, that's another ad. If you have a well-created mm -hmm. video, but you do it on your phone and it's moving a little bit while you do it, for some reason, it attracts people more than the professional ads do. <laughs> ah, that's an interesting trend. Oh, well, that explains a lot. <laughs> Ty, you said so much, and I'm going to try to take you back <laughs> a little bit because you mentioned, you know, I only primarily use Google as a search engine, but I'm sure there are a lot of other comparable search engines there. I don't know them, but maybe you could speak to that a little bit. The differences in search engines, does, is there a difference? Should you focus on Google as compared to like focusing on trying to rank on Bing or whatever else? There are four major search engines in the world right now. Let me rephrase that. There are over 100 search engines. There are four that are really the big players right now. Google is the big dog on the block. Google is the king right now. Doesn't mean it will be forever. Back when I into web design, it was Yahoo. Yahoo was the biggest one out there. And before that, it was AltaVista. And so it changes. Google's been big for a while, but that doesn't mean that other search engines aren't going to take over. Bing is the second largest search engine, which is, of course is run by Microsoft. And Bing probably has about, I think, 20% of the market share right now, where Google has almost 80% of the market share, which you'd think, okay, well, Google has 80% of the market share. I'm going to stick with Google, but consider this. 10 years ago, Bing had 1% of the market share. And so it's grown a lot in 10 years. And Yahoo seems to be turning more into a news site than a search engine, but they are still a search engine and they are still one of the top ones right now. But here's the big one that's really taking, I won't say the world by storm. It's called the Yandex. Yandex is a Russian search engine, but they decided to translate everything into English. And when they did that, it exploded throughout all of Europe. Europe is starting to use Yandex like crazy for some reason. And here's the, I tell clients, because my clients will, I'm in the Pacific Northwest and my Pacific Northwest clients will say, why do I want to be in a Russian search engine? The big reason is because it is a search engine. It's got a lot of cloud and a lot of weight to it. And so whether or not your clients are there, the other search engines will see you there. Then they'll give your website even more weight. So it's good to be in as many search engines as you can be in. Mm. Wow, that's very interesting. Because I don't know if I selected being on Google or if I just ended up being on Google. <laughs> well, it's, it all depends on what's on default for your browser, really. Okay, I actually default for, my browser okay. to Bing right now simply because for some reason, and, and that seems to be changing just a little bit, but a few years ago, Bing was actually more accurate than Google was. Now, I'm noticing that Google is starting to be more accurate than Bing again, so I think there's this, this constant fight going on between them about trying to get that accuracy down right. And one thing I love about Google, and I train my clients on this, about doing local search engine optimization first. Always do local first. Even if you sell internationally, sell to your local customers first. In 2018, Google did a study, and the study wasn't even about this. But in the study, they found out that more than half the people that come to Google look for local products and services. <laughs> and since they found that out, you've been seeing a lot more of local stuff. Like three years ago, you'd type in Nike and the first thing that would pop up would be the Nike store. And maybe you'd see shoes and all the shoes would be shoes that you buy at the Nike store. Well, now you type in Nike shoes. So I saw this last time I went on the side was local stores that sold Nike shoes. They're really mm -hmm. trying to work to get local businesses 
higher in the search engines, which is a huge advantage. Because if you think about it, no matter where you are in the world, the people that are closest to you logistically in the same town, you know, state, country, whatever it might be, they're the people that are going to want to buy from you first anyway, because there's that level of trust simply because you're not too far mm-hmm. from them. Oh, definitely. That's a great tip, Ty. It's good that you talked about Facebook ads and Google ads. Mm-hmm. Since there's been a lot of news about Apple taking away the features of or you being able to switch off the feature of being trackable and the data that things like Facebook use and Google use. Does that mean that the Facebook ad is going to be dead at some point or are we looking to other forms of advertising? What's your take on that? We have been spoiled rotten. The internet, <laughs> we have. The internet is the new Wild West. If you think about it, before the internet, what do people do? They advertised in newspapers and phone books and magazines. Well, how did you know who was looking at them? How did you know whether or not they even saw your ad? How did you know whether your ad was effective if they did see it? There was no way to actually track that. None at all. You had to guess. You'd go out and you would spend up to tens of thousands of dollars. You would do ads for a month or two months or six months just to see if what you did might work. And and so, so, you know, then we get the Internet and we get this Google stuff and we have so many statistics that we can find out. I mean, oh, look at that. This 35 year old in San Francisco, California, looked at my ad at 234 in the morning. What? I can't track that anymore. How mean of you. It it was bound to happen. It was. And and here's the big thing. This is what they're finding out so far. Less than one percent of the people are actually turning that off. (laughs) <laughs> most people aren't bothering to turn it off Apple has a thing where you can go in and turn it off but most people just aren't bothering to do it and even if they do the internet just the way that it is there's still going to be general statistics that we can use to help us determine who's looking at our stuff when they're looking at it you know, there's certain things that they can't turn off they can't turn off what country you're in You may not be able to pick the exact kind of person it is anymore but you're always going to get much better statistics than you were able to get before the internet was around. Oh, for sure. Because when I heard that, I was like, all the people who are like, oh no, Facebook is going to stop telling me exactly who wants to read my kind of book in which place in the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 it, and it is tough because, like I said, we have been spoiled. We're used to being spoiled on that. Uh, and I am one of those people. I love those statistics. I love seeing, hey, people 22 to 35 are looking at this more than people 35 to 40. That's awesome. And yeah, when that goes away, it's, it is going to be a little bit more difficult to figure that out. Out, but I think that there's always going to be ways to do privacy on the internet is important. And I really think that in general, we don't have enough right now. And so I think adding in some more privacy is more important than those demographic things that we can get. And like I said, there's a lot of people that aren't going to care. They're going to say, hey, yeah, you want that information? Go ahead, take it. Mm. You know, I have to ask you this because I think the online world is one of those places where it's like there's so much to do. And for a new and early entrepreneur, it can be so overwhelming. Like, how do you balance all the kind of online activities that you need to do, you know, to rank, to for people to know what you're about, to be teaching, and also to actually run, you know, your core business at the same time? Yeah, I would recommend spending no more than four hours a day getting on social media and doing Facebook, TikTok, 
you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, getting all those done. Definitely no more than four hours a day. And if you're spending that much time, that's way too much. One thing that, that you can tell about most of the social media search engines, things like that. Oh, first off, your website needs to be the cornerstone of your business. If your business is on Facebook, not, not get it off, but make the cornerstone your website. Facebook is just one of your marketing avenues. I know people that have their entire business on Facebook. They don't even have a website. To me, that is not the right way to do it. And if you want to push against me, I understand that. But I'm also going to say, look at Google+. Plus. I personally know two businesses that went completely out of business because everything they did was Google+. Plus. They helped people get onto Google+. Mm-hmm. Plus. Their business was on Google+. Plus. Their business was about Google+. Plus. Google's a multi-billion dollar company. There's no reason they had to shut it down. It wouldn't matter for, if it lost money. Google's not going to lose money, but they still shut it down. You know, mm-hmm. Zuckerberg tomorrow could say, I don't want to do Facebook anymore. Let's just shut that off. Now, he probably won't, but he could. It's his. We don't own it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, but nobody can shut off your website. Your website is there. The only person that can shut off your website is you if you don't you know, pay the bills to keep it going. So that's why I say your, your website mm-hmm. should be your cornerstone. Here's one thing I think a lot of people forget to think about is who really is your target market and pinpoint it as much as you can. Is it going to more likely to be a male or a female? Are they more likely to be in their 20s or their 50s? Are they more likely to be upper middle class, lower middle class, middle middle class? Where do they shop? What kind of car do they drive? A lot of people will say, well, I don't want to limit myself this way. You're not limit yourself. You're not going to be excluding everybody else. But if you can really target who you're marketing to, you spend a lot less money doing your marketing. Because a perfect example, I used to, there was a lot more in-person networking, of course, before COVID started. And I was at a networking meeting and there was a guy who happily stood up. It was his first day there and everybody gives their elevator speech. You know, there's 60 seconds to talk about who your business is, who your target market. And he stood up, he said, my target market is anybody with skin because I sell skincare products. And I thought that was kind of cool. And it was, it was cute, but it wasn't really true. You know, your average five-year-old isn't going to buy his $150 skincare products. It's not anybody with skin. And think about it. If, let's say you sell skincare products and you advertise to everybody. You advertise even to five-year-olds and 90-year-olds and people in Ethiopia and, and wherever it is. You're spending a lot of money on marketing if you can target it but very specific target market two things are going to happen is you're going to spend less money on your marketing and you're going to get a better return because those are the people that are most likely to want to buy your products and services oh so true absolutely Eugene. i always ask these last two questions mm-hmm. um what is the number one book or resource you'd recommend to an early entrepreneur? Actually, I just recently read a book called Tiger by the Tail, and it was written by Marty Park. I put little tabs in books when I find something that is a really good nugget for me and I want to be able to get back to it. I have like 50 tabs in that book. It was just amazing. <laughs> I love that book. It was. So, I, I need to go back through it just to go through my tabs again so that I can remember what I wanted to remember. <laughs> So, yeah, Tiger by the Tail, that's an awesome book. My book that I wrote is called Timeless SEO Secrets because there are some things, like I talked about how content is king. There are some things that worked in 1995, worked in 2002, and still work today 
with search engine optimization mm -hmm. that you can do yourself. So yeah, my book is Timeless SEO Secrets and I recommend anybody that wants to at least do a little bit of it on their own. This gives you a good idea of what to do as well. Oh, thank you for that, Ty. And my last question is always, what has faith meant to you on your journey? I am a follower of the teachings of Jesus Christ, which basically I'm a Christian that actually tries to follow Christ. I know there's a lot of Christians that do nothing more than go to church on Sunday. I do a bit more than that. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of volunteer work as well. And faith to me is everything. I believe that God gave me the gifts that I have. And I try to use those gifts to also help spread the word of God, which is why I also have a Christian podcast called Simple Christians. It's just simple white letter, black background. It's pretty easy to find once you search for it. Um, but to me, faith means, literally, it means everything. To me. I'm very grateful to God. Uh, I don't talk about this much. I actually had open heart surgery two years ago in the middle of COVID, mm -hmm. July of 2020. Three mm -hmm. months after it came out, I had to be in a hospital and had to have my, my heart worked on. And so it was a very scary time. But to me, I knew that if it was my time to go, then it was my time. And I had no worries about it. And if not, it just meant that God wanted me to be able to help spread his word a little bit longer. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much for that message too. It's important. Now, Ty, where can people go to learn a little bit more about you and what you do? I'm on all the social medias, of course. <laughs> but if you just go to our website, portbell.com, you're going to find right at the top of the page, I talked about the, the DIY SEO training. I've got a free work guide, your website, search engine friendly. There's a whole bunch of information that I actually give away. And most of it you can find right on the front page. It's a great resource for everyone to go to because let's understand how to do SEO yeah. and get our online businesses doing what they should be doing. Yeah. So thank you so much for this. <laughs> thank you, Ty. Thank you so much. For more information, freebies and clips from various episodes, please follow us on Instagram at Reinventing Perspectives or go to our website, www.reinventingperspectives.com. Thank you so much for your time. We absolutely value your time and even more, we value your feedback. Don't forget to leave us a review. Thank you so much and see you again next week. Mm -hmm.